0: To enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been asked to interrupt my uh, series on how to divorce-proof your marriage to talk about the five wise virgins. I want to be obedient to the Lord, and um, so I've... Started it last Friday And I will continue until I'm released And then I'll go back to How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage Once again, this is 2020 And I'm telling you You're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders There are going to be some phenomenally awesome things That are going to happen in 2020 Even though this has been a very um, unusual year for us. We've had the coronavirus and the virus of racism, and um, we need to just keep our eyes on Christ Jesus. Keep our eyes on Christ Jesus, like Peter looked at Christ when he walked on the water. We will be able to walk up up above our, our trials, our tribul- tribulations, our problems. If we will just keep our eyes on Christ Jesus. This is also um, the year um, 5080, I believe it is. And um, and that's the, the, the Jewish calendar. So um, this is a, a very, very special year in many ways. One of the things that um, the Holy Spirit had led me to um, in preparing... For the broadcast Um, I was drawn back to the blog When I first wrote Started Enter the Glory Zone The Holy Spirit Asked me to um, start I went on a 40 day fast In the summer of 2009 And I was asked To start the blog Enter the Glory Zone So the Holy Spirit Led me back to a blog That I had written and enter the glory zone in October the fourth, two thousand and nine, and it's going to tie into being a wise one, a wise version, right? You want to be one of the five wise versions, and so I'm going to read to you the blog I wrote in October the fourth, two thousand and nine. Spiritual believers and absolute obedience. Dear believers in Jesus the Christ, the Holy Spirit is guiding me to reveal to you, the spiritual believers, about the importance of absolute obedience. The Holy Spirit has taught me that you must obey the first time. Spiritual believers who, who clearly understands the directives of the Holy Spirit should obey and quickly. Once again, spiritual believers who who clearly understand the directives of the Holy Spirit should obey and quickly. Once we understand that it is that it is the Lord God our Father Yahuvah, the Lord God Christ Jesus, the Lord God Holy Spirit who asks us to do something for them, and we know that it is not Satan trying to deceive us, then we should and must obey. The Holy Spirit brought me, brought to my remembrance about a missionary family in Africa. One day, the father walked out of the house and was watching his child playing beneath a tree. He saw from that distance a very poisonous snake coming down a branch and was about to bite his child. He screamed out, drop to the ground. The child obeyed instantly and he was saved. And by his act of absolute and immediate obedience, Abba Father Yuhei Vahe has given my family and I a beautiful home in China Spring, Texas. Our home sits on approximately three acres of land. Indigenous to our area are copperhead snakes, diamondback rattlers, scorpions, tarantulas, coyotes, mountain lions, etc. One night... The garage door was left up overnight. My husband said, be careful in the garage. I believe there is something in there. The next night, I went out in the garage in my pajamas and no shoes. The Holy Spirit told me to go back in the house. I obeyed. A few weeks passed, and I was working on my dissertation. Joshua and Jordan, my son and daughter, were watching Shrek in their bedroom. Warren pulled up from work and opened the garage door. Normally, the kids run into the garage to greet their father. However, the Holy Spirit kept them in their room. I noticed that Warren had not come in the house. So I got up and went into the kitchen to open the kitchen door to the garage. Warren said so intensely, "'Shut the door!' I obeyed instantly. However, half of the body of a large adult copperhead snake as large as my husband's arm and as long as his arm was in the house on my side of the door. The kids came out their rooms and I screamed, go back to your room. I pressed as hard as I could. The Holy Spirit saved me by not letting the serpent's head enter the house to bite me. The Holy Spirit had the serpent's head go into the corner of the door. And when I shut the door instantly, I crushed the head of the serpent. The Holy Spirit spoke to me on many levels concerning that incident. One thing the Holy Spirit taught me From that incident, that experience is absolute and immediate obedience may save your life and those that you love. We as spiritual believers must learn to obey absolutely and immediately if we are to be used by Abba Father Yuhei Lord God Holy Spirit, and Lord God Jesus the Christ. Once again, I want to repeat The Holy Spirit protected me. He saved me by not letting the serpent's head enter the house to bite me. The Holy Spirit had the serpent's head go into the corner of the door and when I shut the door, I crushed the head of the serpent. The Holy Spirit spoke to me on many levels concerning that incident. One thing the Holy Spirit taught me from that experience is that absolute and immediate obedience may save your life and those that you love. We are spiritually spiritual believers. We as spiritual believers must learn to obey absolutely and immediately if we are to be used by Abba Father, Lord God, Holy Spirit, and Lord God, Christ Jesus. Spiritual believers obey absolutely. We are coming to a very critical time in the body of Christ. We need to understand that we cannot second guess the Father. Once we know it is the Father, Daddy God, Yuhay Vahay, once we know it is the Son, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Yahshua, Mashiach, once we know it is the Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord God, once we have verified that it is God and not deception of the enemy then we must obey immediately and absolutely it is a very critical time for us in the body of Christ and if we want to be like the five wise virgins once again let's do a quick re- recap What makes those five wise virgins so wise? First, they brought extra oil. Second, they were wise enough not to give their extra oil away to those who did not use wisdom because the bridegroom was on his way. And because the bridegroom was on his way, then... They both may have All of the virgins may have ran out of oil So the five wise virgins told The five foolish virgins To go and get and buy some more oil But in the process of purchasing the oil The bridegroom came The five wise virgins went into the Into the gate, into the wedding feast The gate was shut And not only this Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, spoke to the five foolish virgins. He actually had a conversation with them because they as they bammed on the gate trying to get in, and Jesus said, I never yada, I never knew you. Now, what is so powerful about this, this parable that that God had given his disciples is that The Both versions that represents the church Represents the people of God These are people Who have supposedly Accepted Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior So, uh, if we say that Entering into the gate Entering to the wedding feast Represents going to heaven Then there's something not quite right Because The Word says, if you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you do go to heaven. Now, this is the interesting thing, and most people are going to be shocked when they hear me say this. But guess what? People believe that good people, only good people go to heaven, and only bad and evil people go to hell. And that's not true. The truth is this. Forgiven people go to heaven. And unforgiven people go to hell. Good people, that's not the formula. Forgiven people go to heaven. Bad, evil people go to hell. That's not the formula. Unforgiven people go to hell. So, Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, what do you mean by that? What I mean by this is that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the there you know, and people want to talk about sin and think that some sins are worse than other sins, but all sins, all sins, are are abhorred by God and cannot cannot be. In, you can't go to heaven in a sinful nature. You, there's nobody in heaven with sin. Why? So the thing is, is that. You must accept the free gift, the gift of the blood of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. If you accept the free gift, you are forgiven, you are made righteous because He took Jesus takes our unrighteousness and He gives us His righteousness. So, everybody sinned. Nobody is perfect. And the only way we get into heaven is through the grace and mercy of Christ Jesus, his blood, his blood, and we accept it. It's a free gift. We can't earn it. We cannot plead and beg for it. It is freely given to everyone on planet earth. They have that option. And if you refuse to accept Christ Jesus' blood, for the forgiveness of your sins, then you cannot go to heaven, you cannot share heaven with God, and you must go to hell. Now, it's rare that people hear this kind of teaching, right? It's very rare, but it's the truth. And so, we as believers need to make sure that we are in alignment with God's Word and that we are truly, truly belong to Him. Now, I read earlier about absolute and immediate obedience. And this, I think, is what distinguishes people from the five foolish versions and the five wise versions. If you love God, you will obey Him. Are you going to be perfect? Are you going to... There's are some areas in your life, yes, that you're struggling with. I've got areas in my life I'm struggling with. But I, every day, with the help of the Holy Spirit, try to walk in a way that gives pleasure, gives glory and honor and pleasure to Daddy God, Yuhay to Yahshua Mashiach, Lord God Christ Jesus, to Lord God... Lord God Holy Spirit Ruha Kadash, every day I, I ask for God's wisdom. I ask for His insight, His understanding, His knowledge, the spirit of the Lord, and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. Every day, I I reach out to God and I want to obey. And when I don't obey, when I fall and and I fall short, I quickly. Repent and repentance is not, a lot of people think repentance is saying, I'm sorry. No, repentance is changing your ways. You go in one direction, you turn around and go 180 degrees the other direction. That means you do not walk in those, those practices anymore. And you try to avoid positioning in, in yourself in areas where you have a weakness, right? So that's kind of, I think, one of the interesting things about separating yourself from the five um, foolish versions from the five, five wise versions. And remember in earlier broadcasts, I talked about how do you keep your lamp filled with oil, right? Reading the word. Meditating on the Word. Actually, applying and doing the Word is the most critical, right? And walking in agape love of God. That means that if some... You have to walk in forgiveness and you cannot be offended. That's right. You cannot be offended. You have to let it go. And you released or you... You submit yourself to God and you let God do the judging of people that have done you, you believe have done you wrong and you walk in love to, towards those individuals. Now, do you have to hang out with them and be their friends and, and leave yourself open to be vulnerable again, to be um, have bad things happen to you from them? No, God's not telling you to do that, but he does want you to clear your heart out And make sure that you are obedient to his word and agape, agape, which is the perfect love of God, which can only come through Christ Jesus through you for that individual. That means you want the very best for your enemies, which one of the best things for your enemies is for them to be saved. And for them to have a real relationship with Christ Jesus, and then they become your friends. Then they become your brother in Christ Jesus. And so, we look at the five foolish versions, and, um, it's, it's kind of, you know, sad because these individuals actually believe that they belong to Christ Jesus. But, is from the parable, they do not. And then once again, Jesus, um, talks about this. John mentions this, this in Revelation when Jesus tells believers who come to him and say, I prophesize in your name. I cast out demons in your name. They're pastors, teachers, preachers, uh, uh-uh, people who are in the fivefold ministry. Are standing up and Jesus says, I never yada you. How can you be in the fivefold ministry? How can you be a preacher and a teacher? How can you cast out demons and <laughs> all these things and be told you're not saved? You don't belong to Christ Jesus. Now we're getting into the condition of your heart. You see... Daddy got you a hey, vay. He looks at the heart. He don't. He doesn't just look at your actions or what you do. He looks at the motivation behind why you do what you do. One of the most powerful, um, I guess. I guess it would be um, another parable where Jesus was explaining t- to the disciples about two. Two men that went to the temple to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. One was a Pharisee, and Pharisees were the were the top dogs in those days. There was the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Herodians, right? And the and the Pharisees were the, were the top. They were at the top of the heap, and basically they um, basically had a lot of clout, a lot of power, a lot of wealth. Pharisees weren't poor. And basically, the Pharisee got up there and said, and he saw the um, tax collector, which is the lowest of the low in the Jewish society because they were hired by the Romans to get taxes from their own people. And in many cases, they cheated the people and took more than what they should and they kept it for themselves. So the tax collectors um, were... Were, they were outcasts, basically, and one. They were both standing in the temple, asking for forgiveness from God. And the interesting thing about that was the Pharisees was talking about how he tithed, how he um, he prayed and he fasted and all these things, right? And he was glad that he wasn't like that tax collector over there. And then, the, then the tax collector said. Lord, I'm a sinner and just have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus clearly states in the word that the guess what? The tax collector was forgiven and the what? Pharisee was not. Believe it or not, people want to there's one sin, there's one sin that um is the worst sin of all sins, and guess what it is? The sin of self righteousness. The sin of self righteousness, which is you think you're you're all that in a bag of chips. You think that you don't need you're better than everybody else. So you're definitely getting into heaven because you're better than everybody else. But the, but the issue is, you're not better than Christ Jesus. And nobody's better than Christ Jesus. And the standard is Christ Jesus. The problem with people who are self-righteous is that <coughs> they think they don't smell. They think that they're perfect. And they think that everybody else is messed up. And that's the worst of the worst sins. Matter of fact, it was... It was it was the self-righteous Pharisees. It was the religious people of Jesus' day that Jesus admonished, that Jesus rebuked. They were the ones that actually got together and schemed and had Jesus put to death because Jesus threatened their power structure. Right? When he, when he threw the table over, when the money changers, when he went into the temple, he threatened the power structure. The people were following him. The people were listening to him. They weren't listening to them anymore because Jesus was God. They didn't recognize it. He didn't recognize he was the Son of God. He didn't come in the package that that they were expecting. And guess what? He's not going to come in the package that we are expecting. That's why Jesus says, if you do good to the least of my of your brothers and sisters, you're doing it unto me. Right? This is where the Catholic Church has really got this down pretty good. The Catholic Church has this down well. You will find nuns in the most remote, most egregious, awful places in the world. You'll find the Catholic nuns. And sometimes Catholic priests, but definitely the Catholic nuns, leper colonies, man, you will see Catholic priests, you will see Catholic nuns. So, this is critical to examine yourself and make sure that you are truly sold out to Christ Jesus. Right? Because if you think that you can earn your way to heaven you can't. No one can. And no one no one can get into heaven except through the blood of Christ Jesus. So the worst sin on planet earth is self-righteousness. And Jesus doesn't and the Father doesn't (laughs) and the Holy Spirit they don't like it. As a matter of fact We should be cloaked in humility. We should be humble. And being humble doesn't mean tearing yourself down, denigrating yourself. That's not what humility is. Humility is that you are totally dependent on God. You are totally dependent on Abba Father, Yuhay Vahe, Lord God, Yahshua, Mashiach, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. Totally dependent That means That Your job Is not your source Your job Is your mission field Right Your job Is to be salt And light Right That's what our jobs are And We need to focus On Seek ye first The kingdom of God And And his righteousness, which is Christ Jesus, and all other things will be added unto us. So, to be not only to be, um, uh, five the five wise virgins, not only do you need to absorb the word, meditate on the word, read the word, study the word, live the word, not only are you to do that, you're also, also to walk in love, and you're also to be obedient. To God's word because Jesus says clearly, if you love me, you will obey me. So. Something's not right. We've got to examine ourselves and make sure that we are totally dependent on God. And when we get to the gate and and St. Peter asks us. You know, why should He let us in? You need to say, because of the blood of Christ Jesus. And that is the only reason why we get to go to heaven. Right? And we must be prepared. And we must be about our Father business. And we must walk in love and tell the truth with love. That's another good lesson I learned from daddy guy you ain't right hey everybody wants to tell the truth but they don't want to tell it in love right one of the interesting things is I think about the first century church uh, I know the scholar basically did they said there were five attributes five attributes of the first century church which walked in the full power and And the anointing of God the Father God the Son And God the Holy Spirit The first century church Was just phenomenal Basically in the most horrific times When they were persecuted and killed They turned Rome upside down And eventually they turned the world upside down And those five attributes are very interesting one of the attributes of the first century church was they were against the killing of babies. And back in those in the Greek and the Romans, they would just if they didn't want the baby, they just left it on the garbage heap or they left it on the on the pile of trash. And you'll find that sometimes in certain countries. You'll go to garbage place and you'll find babies have been left there, right? So that still happens even today. So they they actually, the first century church, would find those babies and adopt those babies and clean them up and feed them and, you know, nurture them, right? And then the other thing that the first century church built their foundation on was the marriage, marriage between a man and a woman. This is the first century church. Now, the other interesting thing Thing about the first century church that people need to recognize is the first century church was about the justice of God. So they were about social justice. This was a characteristic of the first century church. And the other characteristic of the first century church was that they were against racism or sexism or any other ism they so listen that was the first century church, and then the the number one attribute of the first century church was that they walked in the agape love of God. They were very civil. They were very kind, especially to their enemies, especially to people that abused them and misused them and did not treat them fairly. So they were civil. They were loving and they were obedient. And this is where the first, our church needs to get back to. These five things, these five things was in the first century church. And guess what? We have a church. We have churches that have two of these characteristics. We have political parties that have two of these characteristics, but not all four. And definitely not the fifth one, right? We have one party that has two of these attributes. Another party has the other two of these attributes, and then there's no civ, there's no kindness, there's no civilness, and and there's there's a whole different way of people dealing with people that is not the way Christ Jesus would want people to talk to one another. So we. Need to be like the five wise versions, and we need to make sure that we are in alignment with God's word, and that we are truly, truly saved by walking in love. Because Jesus says, "You are, are, you, you. I know you as my disciple by the way you love your brothers." and sisters in Christ Jesus. That's one of the ways Christ Jesus knows that you belong to Him because you have a walk of love and you have a walk of obedience. I would like to close out this broadcast with Romans 10 9. <laughs> if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, and was raised from the dead and now He sits at the right hand of the Father forever interceding for us, and you believe this, and you profess this with your mouth, then you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Your glory God is what our hearts long for, to be present